Devi Parikh. What is an external influence? It could be a book or an essay or a movie or a podcast or a person or a, or, or anything of ex- an influence of any sort that left a particularly deep impression on you. Hmm. I mean, so with, if you if you put people in that list, then I feel like it's. I mean, it's where I come from, right? Like my my parents and my upbringing and um, all of that. But I suspect that's true for for everyone. Where like where you come from and your background and your experiences there um, has a significant impact. Um, but maybe like since there were also books and so on in that list, if it's things like yeah, so if you're talking about more lighter things or more maybe discrete things, um, so one recently I. I was what I was listening to Naval Ravikant um, a whole lot. So I know I think I'm late to the bandwagon. I feel like he already has a crazy following, and so maybe everybody listening to this already knows about him. Um, but I hadn't. I, I was aware that there is this person that a lot of people um, listen to, but I hadn't listened to anything myself. And so there was, I think, a period of like four or five days where I must have listened to him talking for six, seven hours or something like that. And I was really immersed in it. And I thought that was, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. He has a lot of clarity. He has these frameworks to think about things that I find often very complex. And so I struggle to think about them in a systematic way. Um, he prioritizes certain things in life that I think I also naturally tend to prioritize. And so that resonated with me um, quite a bit. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to him. Danny Tarlow. Is there a, um, an idea or a book or an essay that, or an external influence that left a particularly deep impression? I think since we were talking about just sort of top of, I don't know if it's particularly deep, but top of mind things that come up are, um, there was a book by a San Francisco 49ers coach called the score will take care of itself or something. Um, and actually, I didn't read the book, but I read a blog post about the book, but you know, good enough. <laughs> um, the, the basic idea though is like, it's about um, how to evaluate performance or how to think about performance when there's a notion of luck involved. Um, so this, the, the score will take care of itself is in reference to uh, in football, is like, you know, you can you can do all the right things but lose the game because, you know, just something happened and you you sort of ended up uh, having something not go your way. And the kind of the message of of the story is, you know, like don't focus evaluation or process or happiness and outcomes on those things, but focus on the things that are immediately in your control. And, you know, like in the research context, you know, make sure you do a really great job testing your code and uh, reading the related work and thinking carefully about your hypotheses, you know, like just sort of doing all the right things in terms of um, sort of the process of doing work. And sometimes you can have a perfectly good idea, you can execute on it in a perfectly good way, and it cannot work out. And if we get too focused on like, did it work out or not, then I don't know, I, I just, I find that's a, 
both in terms of evaluating research, but also in terms of like self-reflecting of like, am I happy with what I've done? I think like trying to move away from this idea of like uh, focusing or fixating on the, the sort of the outputs of noisy things and focusing in on like, you know, what can you do to control the probabilities underneath that as well? And if you've done a good job at that, like that's what you should be focusing on and kind of accept that the dice will roll as they don't roll. Motagi. What is an idea or, that you came across uh, or a book or an essay or some external influence or an external idea that left a particularly deep impression on you? External idea or essay? Uh, uh, I mean, I, 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 uh, I read, uh, yeah, I, I read papers and, and, and so on. I, uh, so the, the only the only thing that that I can I can remember that that really like got got me excited. I was I was a student and there was this uh, this book uh, came out. Uh, it's uh, it's called uh, it's called probabilistic robotics. If, uh, and uh, I, I really I really like that that book and I was so excited and I read it from like the beginning to the end and that uh, and I I got very very interested in in that. I mean, I was doing research on that uh, on that topic, but this book was 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 really was really useful, and and I really uh, I really liked it. So that kind of, and kind kind of changed my kind of changed my career. So and and I focus on those types of things uh, more uh, more and more. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I I'm sure others can also relate to finding that one book or a paper or a project early on in your career that makes you go. Yeah, I just want to do more of this. Yeah. <laughs> Judy Hoffman. Is there an idea uh, or an external influence? Uh, maybe something you read, something you came across in a podcast, um, something from a talk that had a particularly deep impression on you? Um, so I, when I first became a professor, I listened to some different podcasts about like management style and thinking about um, kind of what motivates different people. And that made an impression on me. It, it, it made a lot of sense. Everybody's unique. Everybody's motivated by different things. And um, but if you're kind of managing a group, helping people out, trying to mentor them, you have to not only think about kind of where they want to be, uh, even if you have that clearly, but kind of what will motivate them day by mm. day to get there. Um, and what sort of uh, successes, like micro successes, would actually be really exciting to different people. Um, and that was, that was really interesting to me, made a lot of sense. And um, I think, I hope that's been helpful in um, guiding people. Mm, makes sense. Adriana Kovashka. Is there, a, is there a book or a, you know, a talk or an essay or a podcast that made a particularly deep impression on you? Something that you sort of go back to or remember? Hmm. And that excludes other art forms, I suppose? Or no, or not? no, I guess I, we're looking for any sort of external influence that you can point to and say, yeah, I got that idea from there and I, I really enjoyed that idea. I see. Uh, so idea for kind of Work-related idea or life-related idea? Anything. Um, hmm. 
I'm sure there is. Uh, yeah, I've been, I haven't been doing much beyond work in this semester, uh, which, which I think is pretty bad because you need, I think, art forms to, to have a meaningful life. Um, so let's see. And in terms of research agenda, I feel like I've, it's, it's kind of been set uh, recently. So I haven't been looking for much of, of outside. Well, of course I'm looking for inspiration at, you know, at a medium level, but not something dr that dramatically kind of changes my, my agenda. Um, well, I guess at the beginning of, so this is, this is more of a funny thing than anything. Um, I was, this was near the beginning of my class. And I'm, so what I'm teaching right now is, is undergrad deep learning and grad uh, computer vision. And I think this was when I was trying to teach undergrads about what classification even is. Um, and I was talking to my husband and he pointed something out in a Jorge Luis Borges book about uh, essentially how meaningless categories are. I forget the exact quote, but um, how how there's many different ways you can categorize things. And it sounded really funny and just kind of made classification seem pointless. Um, so I just borrowed the quote and put it in a slide. Um, but yeah, that was not that was not very deep. So no, no, I actually think you know, yeah, in some sense, creation of categories is is the ultimate attempt at creation of meaning out of nothingness. Right, right. I mean, I used to be very much opposed to labeling things, uh, both in general and, you know, for work too. Um, but I've, I've, I guess I've mellowed out. My rebellious spirit has, uh, has more or less disappeared. So I've accepted that that's how we do things, at least for, for now. I think that's, that's actually going to go away, maybe not too far in the future. Stephen Lee. Is there a idea or a book or a podcast, some external influence that left a particularly deep impression on you? Um, I think it's probably going to come down more to interpersonal relationships than those sources of media for me. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember ever sort of reading a book and being moved in terms of like an ethical position or a moral position that in, a, in a really it's astounding way, in a way that I maybe didn't expect. Um, and maybe that's because I'm underread and, and maybe it's because I tend to value the interactions with people more. Mm.